Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to our Ohio State Lightning Round headlines for the week of January 8th. Things have settled down since Ohio State's semifinal Fiesta Bowl loss to Clemson. We are now looking at a national title game between Clemson and LSU on Monday night. These are your Ohio State quick hits. Make sure you are listening to our full, very, very full Buckeye Talk podcast that comes at you every Wednesday. This is some repeat. You guys are used to this by now, by now but but if it's, uh, you know, if you like a little bit, Quicker than two and a half hours, this is going to give you the most important things you need to know about Ohio State football from Cleveland.com and Buckeye Talk. Who will win the national championship between LSU and Clemson on Monday night? Number one, LSU. Number three, Clemson. LSU blew out Oklahoma in its semifinal in the Peach Bowl. Clemson escaped against Ohio State in the Fiesta Bowl. Knowing Ohio State, what does this mean for this game? Certainly, it looks like Joe Burrow, the LSU quarterback, the Heisman winner, the former Ohio State backup quarterback, will have a chance to maybe dice up this Clemson defense. Justin Fields at maybe 80%, um, and in his first year as a starter, certainly moved the ball against Clemson at times, many times. Clemson stiffened in the red zone for some key stops, but after what Joe Burrow and that LSU offense did to Oklahoma, um, it is hard to imagine this Clemson defense, even with Brent Venables, one of the best defensive coordinators, maybe the best defensive coordinator in the country, hard to imagine Clemson slowing LSU down. That would mean that Trevor Lawrence, who was so effective running the ball against Ohio State, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, T. Higgins, Justin Ross, Amari Rogers, this Clemson offense will have to keep up. This feels like a high-scoring game. It feels like one that LSU... Certainly can win um, LSU as the number one seed. Has improved defensively in the second half of the year. And at this point, it feels like Clemson uh, maybe is not peak Clemson, even though it beat Ohio State. So Monday night, the pick here from Buckeye Talk on Cleveland.com is the Clemson Tigers to lose to LSU in the college football playoff national championship. Sean Wade's return, a big deal for Ohio State football. Doug Marisa and Nathan Baird from Buckeye Talk. Nathan, how big of a deal is it to have this cornerback who maybe could have been a first-round pick in 2020 decide to stay at Ohio State for a fourth season? I think it's huge for a number of reasons, but mostly because they're losing everybody else in that secondary. Jeff Okuda will be a first-round pick, uh, one of the very first first-round picks uh, taken in, in April. Um, Damon Arnett probably headed to the NFL, but certainly done with his college career, and so is Jordan Fuller just by ending their eligibility. So a, a void is creating the whole back half of this defense, and if, if Wade had gone too, you're looking to completely rebuild the, the back four positions of this defense. Uh, I think he's huge, not just because he's a good cornerback, 
though, because I think he's a guy that you look at as one of those captain-level leaders who can come in and help raise the level of play of the rest of that cornerback room, because you've got some guys who are really looking at their first, and in some cases, maybe only opportunity to be starters, and they need somebody to help elevate them. Sean Wade played nickel corner the past two years in the slot for Ohio State. Certainly may have a chance, probably will have the chance to play outside corner, which could enhance his NFL uh, draft prospects for the following year. But Ohio State certainly lost some guys to the NFL early that they expected. Getting Sean Wade back, a big deal for the Ohio State Buckeyes in the 2020 season. Find out more about Ohio State football from Buckeye Talk by Cleveland.com. Ohio State lost three stars from his 2017 recruiting class to the NFL. No surprises here. Running back J.K. Dobbins, defensive end Chase Young, cornerback Jeff Okuda, all headed to the NFL early. Chase Young very well could be the number two pick to the Washington Redskins. Jeff Okuda, some people think, could be in the mix for the Detroit Lions at number three. Certainly looks like a possible top five, likely top ten pick. And then J.K. Dobbins, running backs don't go as high in the NFL draft but certainly will be, I think, in competition to be the first running back off the board. Stephen Means, Doug Maurice from Cleveland.com and Buckeye Talk. Stephen, for this Ohio State football team in 2020, which of those three guys is the most difficult to replace? I think it's J.K. Dobbins. Chase Young and Jeffrey Okuda are arguably the best players at their position Ohio State has had in this last decade, but you replace that with, with more. You know, whether it's Tyree Smith and Zach Harrison at defensive end or Sean Wade coming back at cornerback along with Seven Bakes and Camp Brown and all those other guys. You replace that with like a collection. You can't replace what J.K. Dobbins has brought back, even if it is a collection of guys. He 2,000 yard running back. First time Ohio State's ever had a guy like that. And there isn't a guy on Ohio State's roster, even a collection of guys who together can be what J.K. Dobbins was in 2019. So Master Teague looks like he'll be first up. Marcus Crowley could be in that mix. Steel Chambers could be in that mix. But certainly, I mean, it's J.K. Dobbins was really good. I mean, it's the the J.K. Dobbins of of 2018. Maybe you wouldn't have thought was as difficult to replace. Like, how would you character? I mean, to think about what J.K. Dobbins did in 2019, rushing for over 2,000 yards. I mean, this offense really leaned on him. And it's it's defined in the last three games. Four or five games of the season, actually. You look at Penn State, 30 carries. Michigan, 30 carries. Big Ten Championship game, 30 carries. Before he got hurt with an ankle injury in the the college football playoff against Clemson, 60-yard touchdown run, 60-yard run. He looked like he was on his way to 250 rushing yards for the game. They were able to ride him as a running back in a way I don't think they've been able to do since they've had Zeke Elliott on this roster. For more information about the Ohio State football team, make sure you are listening to Buckeye Talk from Cleveland.com every week. A spot where Ohio State is not losing as many guys as they could have lost off this 2019 team is the offensive line. Jonah Jackson, left guard, a senior, departing. Brandon Bowen, the right tackle, a senior, departing. But as things stand right now, and this is what they've said, Wyatt Davis, Josh Myers, and Thayer Munford, all guys who certainly could have entertained going to the NFL, will be back at Ohio State in 2020. Doug Maurice and Nathan Baird from Buckeye Talk by Cleveland.com. Nathan, how good can this Ohio State offensive line be if it's building on those three guys returning? I think it can be one of the best in the Big Ten again, if not the best, and maybe one of the best in the country. I mean, you've got White Davis was very nearly a consensus All-American. I think he fell one selection short of that, but was you know a multi-list All-American guy. I think Josh Myers is someone that people look at and say he's possibly 
on that trend for next year, being in that kind of conversation. One of the best centers in the country. He proved this year, I thought, that he could play um, w- with the aggression necessarily at that, you know, to go out and be a really a presence in the, in the run blocking, but also with the intelligence that you expect. And he, now he and Justin Fields have year of rapport and then Thayer Munford at left tackle. I mean, we know how important that position is. And this, this offensive line has to do two things well next year. I guess all offensive lines do, but it's, it, here's why it's critical for Ohio State. We, last year, there was a huge gap between Justin Fields and the next guy behind him at quarterback. And I think. Ohio State obviously likes C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller long term, but I don't know that either one of those guys next year are going to be ready to right away step in and lead that team to a real successful um, level if something were to happen to Fields. They've got to protect Fields. And this running game, losing J.K. Dobbins, the it, it's going to be more on this line than ever to kind of get the, the running game going and produce. It's not a shock necessarily that Myers, Davis, and Munford would all stay at Ohio State, but certainly there was a time near the end of the regular season where we were sort of entertaining the idea of, man, what if all those guys did leave? That it's, they'll be okay replacing two starters. If they were replacing three or four or, man, maybe even five, this Ohio State team, I think, for 2020 would be in a very different spot. Yeah, and I, it sets up some really interesting position battles in the spring, especially, I think, at left guard, and it's probably an extend into the preseason, too. But I think we can name three or four guys who could be in the mix there to start at left guard, and even at right tackle. Uh, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, you assume he comes, he gets his maybe first big chance, but Paris Johnson's coming in, and while he's a left tackle in the long term, probably as early as next year behind Thayer Mumford, or even as early as this year if Thayer has more injury problems, I, I, I think there's a very real chance he could come in and assert himself right away and be that starting right tackle. Make sure you are listening to Buckeye Talk from Cleveland.com every week for everything you need to know about Ohio State football. How will this 2019 Ohio State football season linger in the minds of Ohio State football fans? Doug Maurice and Stephen Means from Buckeye Talk from Cleveland.com. Stephen, there's kind of a, a great discussion. It's almost like an emotional discussion of how people are going to take this. But the way they lost... In discussing this on Buckeye Talk, you have used the word how it stings. Mm -hmm. How do you think people will take away that idea of this loss now that Ohio State fans have had some time to sort of decompress and evaluate this? Describe that sting and how you think that might linger. Yeah, the last two seasons of bad loss kept them out of the playoff. That's just what happened. And because of that... The only benefit that came out of that is as a fan, you were able to point at some teams who maybe did get in over you who are also one loss conference champs and go, we would have done a better job than you, they got, they did if we would have been in the playoff. Looking at you, Oklahoma, if we would have gotten in, we would have competed at a higher level. And as a matter of fact, we feel at least one of these two teams could have at least been in a national championship game and maybe even won the thing, especially in 2018 with the way Dwayne Haskins was throwing the ball around. Well, this year they got their chance to get it. They got in. There was no bad loss. There was nothing keeping them outside, and they got in. And they lost in a, in a way that you, know, you don't want to ever lose a football game. Some plays didn't go your way. Some calls and some reviews from the refs didn't go your way. There were some opportunities that were missed from the offensive side of the ball. There were some penalties, as roughing the kicker and things, roughing the punter and things like that. So you got in, and you had your shot, and you missed. And that happens sometimes. And so that stings a little bit more when now there's an opportunity for you to prove and back up all the things you've been talking the last few years. And because of some things that are maybe out of your control and some things that are in your control, things don't go your way. Ohio State does not lose many football games, but the idea that every generation kind of has that game, that loss that you will never forget, I think it certainly feels like this 
2019 season ending this way for Ohio State and this Fiesta Bowl loss to Clemson, that will be the loss that this generation of Ohio State football fans never forgets. Make sure you don't forget to listen to Buckeye Talk from Cleveland.com.